As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Circle of Hearts Radio. Journey with Grandmother Aliyah as she enters her magical world of relics, sacred sites, and ancient crystal skulls. Meet with exciting trailblazer authors and individuals shifting the consciousness of humanity. Send her your questions to be answered on air on her monthly segment, Ask the Oracle. And now your host, Grandmother Aliyah, in this sanctuary on the airwaves on Own Times Radio. and reflect and to listen to a wonderful wisdom keeper I'm going to bring on the past few weeks or years we've all been undergoing such immense shifts of consciousness and they've been pretty difficult but I think all in all it's to bring us to awareness of spirituality and our connection to heaven and earth so today's topic is a wonderful book, Shamanic Awakening Between Dark and Daylight from Sandy Cochran. And I suggest during the program you get a pen and pencil because I want you like to be able to find her websites and her book because this is a definitely a tool for you um, to put in your awareness toolkit, so to speak. Because as I read it, I even learned more and more things about myself. So on this whole journey on the radio, everybody that has been coming on, I'm constantly learning. So if I'm not too old to learn, well, neither are you. you. So like I said, you know, I want you to be able to uh, write down her information. So hello, Sandy. How are you today? Good afternoon. How you doing? Like I said, I know you're in Massachusetts on in New Jersey. It's wet, cold, and I think it's going to snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been lucky so far this winter, so I wouldn't be surprised if it did that very soon. Um, well, I'm just having a nice hot cup of tea and having a talk with you. When I was reading your book, I noticed um, you've present yourself as a shamanic facilitator. Yes. Now, uh, interject on if this what I'm going to say. The word shaman came from the Mongolian culture. Yes. And they interceded between, a person who intercedes between, let's say, heaven and earth spirits. Would right. Be- between this dimension and the unseen dimensions. Okay, and other uh, cultures have adopted that. Now, my personal view is when I read your book, I couldn't understand why you didn't take on the word shaman because you seem to totally fit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, certainly the word shaman in the New Age lexicon has kind of overlapped it, overlapped to many different forms of healing work, energy work, uh, traditional First Nations work. 
but truly in all of the traditions in which I have studied in North and South and Central America, it's really key not to call yourself a shaman or a medicine person um, or even a healer because that is how the people delineate the work you do. So in other words, they may call you that, they may attribute those skills to yourself and I don't think it's false humility um, to realize that you as a human being here on the earth plane have just as much to go through as anybody else who might come to you for counsel or mediation or searching for their own higher levels of consciousness. So the reason I chose shamanic facilitator was because I help people through the shamanic work I do and the experience experiences they have with that work to be more of a facilitator. And I, I simply don't refer to myself as a shaman. It's, um, when I'm talking to you, I'm getting, it's almost like an idea of, are you familiar with doula, the word doula? Yes, I am. An assistant. It seems that from what I've learned about you, you're a doula, (laughs) (laughs) almost like for the, um, during the process of, Oh, how would we word it? Not physical death, maybe a spiritual death, which leads to an awakening and to a rebirth? Well, I think that's fairly accurate. A doula does assist at a birth, and I think a facilitator, um, and I'm not speaking weekend workshop warrior here, I'm speaking somebody who has used these skill sets for the past 30 years is able to help facilitate the energy between the seen and the unseen for the person who comes to them for an awakening and I do see an awakening as a rebirth yeah because from your book I'm constantly referring to this um, it's important for people interested in learning about a shamanic journey to read your journey because it's very personal, very vulnerable, how you present all, you know, in the beginning because of the, the life experience and emotions that you went through and how all these, they always say when the student's ready, the teacher comes. You've had all these fantastic mentors. Yes, I was very lucky through very painful circumstances and I did hesitate for many years to write the book because revisiting some of those uh, life lessons and Mm -hmm. hurtful experiences was very difficult to put into writing and it really did expose me as a person at the time and and still I was a therapist and usually the therapist is in the role of sitting in the chair listening not in the role of exposing their pain but I felt it was important for other people, whether their pain came through the loss of a child, like Mayan did, or through any other circumstances that bring us all to tears, and we all cry the same tears, um, to kind of have a guidebook of how I was able to navigate those times and find a brighter day, for lack of a better word. Um, I did have amazing mentors. Most of them have now passed. Most of them were in uh, First Nations people or Mestizo people. But um, they really put my feet back to a path that only brought me back to life. And uh, I, I will be forever grateful. It's, um, like I said, what we talk a lot about on the show is being authentic. And I think we're at a stage in uh, this collective consciousness that people want to reach out or get to know people who walk the walk, as they say. Mm -hmm. Not somebody that's... Other times in history, somebody that says, okay, I'm here, I'm going to teach you, blah, 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 and you're going to come out as such and such. Now we're at a point, no, this is not working for us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because you know we're still in the same spot you know we we have information a head full of information but until you experience it 
you go into a deeper level of emotions. And even reading your book, I'm reading this and I'm, it's bringing up tears because I'm going, I'm fine. Your journey is different than mine, but I'm finding points that touch me deeply. And your book is almost uh, a collective releasing the way it's written. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. It, it's just not, you're saying, okay, this is my story. There's a, there's so much emotion into it. There's so much uh, confusion. I mean, it's, it's where we're at now, <laughs> most of us. <laughs> and uh, seeing it in words, I go, oh, gee, you know, somebody went through this. Well, one of the one of the main things I kept in mind as I wrote that book is one of my longtime mentors and probably my dearest teacher, if I had to quantify and qualify, was the late grandmother Twyla Heard Nietzsche. And she believed that every single word we speak carries a vibration or a frequency to it. And that if we are meant to impart information or have a communication or a discussion with somebody else, we really needed to choose the right words that would bring the frequency of what we really meant to the situation. So for almost 13 years, I had to carry around a thesaurus when I worked with her because as I would speak, she would formulate, is that your intent? Is that what you meant to say? So when I wrote the book, I was very cognizant of the words I chose to impart the emotions I was looking to either bring up, alleviate, or bring the reader into so that they could have a visceral reaction to the book from their own experiences, not from my experience. Well, you did perfectly because I had exactly that. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I do read a great deal, but I'm very fortunate to um, be brought in contact with people that I've learned from. And that's why I'm saying people out there when you if you ever think okay I know it I know this you know I'm into it you know this is I understand the path then you need to open your eyes because there's always something more you can learn absolutely and it never stops until we <laughs> transfigure into another form of reality or energy or consciousness at the end of this particular sojourn or earthwalk yeah, so I think, you know, I'm going to be constantly on the, the learning curve. <laughs> but it, it's good because when I see things on Facebook and I'll see things about the same thing about vibration, you need to, oh, we got the first commercial. We'll talk, come back. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Join Elliot Jolish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jolish Hour as he interviews business experts on your behalf. And you're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers live on air every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliot Jolish Hour. Hi, this is Angela Levesque, host of Entanglement Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science and conscious healing. Entanglement Radio, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Transcendent talk for the conscious mind. 
Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of OM Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of OM Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feed your soul with waves of consciousness on Ohm Times Radio. Well, this hour goes really short, Sandy, so I want to get to a few points. So many people are hurting during this whole process of purification that we're we're going through, and they don't know where to turn. So that's why I find it wonderful when um, people cross my path that, you know, it's the perfect information for the now. When you were going through your very difficult lost time emotionally, did you have any idea that, you know, um, that one grandmother would pop into your life or you were just, it wasn't coincidence. It was almost like a soul contract. Well, um, actually, I never thought of it that way, but that's actually a good way to put it. Um, when my daughter passed away um, as you can imagine any parent that outlives their child I was devastated and I just didn't want to be here anymore and it was not a sense of suicide or anything of that nature it's just there was no color there was no energy around me I didn't know what to do with myself I was a special needs teacher at the time and decided to take some time off and one night when I was driving around as I was wont to do to kind of shutter myself against the world even those who cared for me and wanted to reach out I happened upon through a series of circumstances a place where I went in to uh, use the facilities and at that point there was a lot of activity I was trying to kind of just get in and get out but when I came out of the ladies' room, there was a real sense that I couldn't move. That spirit was kind of directing me to just sit down and listen. So I did that. I To this day, I don't know why or how long I sat there or even what the person was saying. But at the end of the discussion, I went up to her to thank her because hers were really the first words I had tuned into a little bit for about, I don't know, four weeks or so. And at that time, it was a Native American woman, and she turned to me and said, ah, you're one of the reasons I've come. I wondered about that. You will start to uh, be instructed by me starting tomorrow, and uh, essentially you've promised to put your feet to this path and it's time we get you started. Well, I had every argument in the book, as you can imagine. Um, you know, I'm I'm white, I'm blonde, I'm from the suburbs. I'm, I don't have the money to do that. I've just, 
and she cut me right off and walked away. I don't know why I went the next morning. Uh, I, I really don't know why. I think it was soul-driven. Mm -hmm. And when I came out of the bathroom from crying again and deciding I was going home, that there was no way I could deal with any kind of lessons or teachings and who was this person, I had no idea. She was standing there in the ladies' room with her back to the door and said to me, I lost my first daughter too. Now get out there and let's start. And I was shocked because I, she, I didn't tell her that my daughter had died. I didn't know how she knew that. Years later, I, you know, as I learned the different waves of energy and consciousness that people are able to open themselves up to, I was able to understand that. But in that particular moment, it was like a shock to my system. And I think that's what kept me going. It was like one shock was taken away and another shock was put into my system but the shock was more one for living and in that second I chose that so that was um, the soul's choice I believe so I think you know our soul and our spirit has so much more of a guidance system than we give it credit for we think our brains are what direct us, and yet that is not true. It's generally the emotional body or the mental body. The mental body is always pulling us forward to project out, to open up, to do something else, to correct something. And the emotional body is always kind of sitting in the pain of the wound. And, you know, the wound is generally something that we didn't anticipate happening to us, but when we stop denying it or ignoring it or even projecting it onto somebody else, it can become a huge platform that we can learn from. And to learn what our soul and our spirit wants, we actually have to embody these physical bodies in the best way possible because that's the direct connection in line we have between this terrestrial experience and our celestial understanding. So it's almost like in listening to is um, you have something within your own soul contract which brings you to a point of all right, are we going to go to stay with the world that we know? I mean, it doesn't have to be death. I mean, it has. It could be any kind of life changing event. Exactly. Um, and we we need to make a decision. You know, for why you incarnated here. So, are we going to stay and let you, you know, flounder in that world, or are you going to take that step forward? You know, we'll present for some people. It, it it's a person that comes to them. Sometimes it's an article. Sometimes it's a book. <laughs> and I think, I think the biggest thing is to realize that every day we have a choice to move forward or to stay stuck. And I know for many people that might sound that I'm not aware of the pain they might be going through, but essentially the lessons we've all come here to learn are lessons we have chosen, whether we want to hear that or not. And I think the biggest part we have in that is learning how to forgive ourselves for the lessons we've chosen and mm -hmm. ultimately forgiving the other person or the event for being the lesson that motivated us for change. And I know for myself it was very difficult because my husband at the time went one way with the pain and I went a very different way. And it's, what I had to realize in the end is everybody has their free will choice. That's one of the laws of the universe here at Third Dimensional Reality is you have a free will choice of how you're going to deal with the lessons that you have brought into your sphere of influence. So it's, it's, again, so it's when you're ready, the, the, uh, in a, yeah, the, that old saying, the, the teacher appears in some form. It could be an animal totem. It, it could be something that catches your eye that you're willing to say, okay, let me explore something. Let me, look at something uh sometimes we have to be knocked over the head <laughs> yeah and not every lesson has to be a painful lesson like you just pointed out there can be wondrous moments where we have 
a real understanding of um, an energetic connection with a tree or a crystal or another person or an event or um, a teacher we have sought out, a workshop facilitator we are lucky enough to be sitting with. But I think nine times out of ten, what we're shifting into consciousness to realize is that those choices we make are our own. We don't get, um, you know, all of a sudden a gold book or a big crystal or a eagle feather that says, now you are this. You have to come along the path of learning how to modulate that energy to know how to work it, not manipulate it, but work it to the lesson you're there to learn. And that's why I like the title of your book, uh, Shamanic Journey to Awakening, because it's people, most people associate shamanic between um, getting in touch with Mother Earth. So uh-huh. like, like you said, maybe sometimes it's a crystal that inspires you, or it could be a tree, it could be just waking up and seeing the beauty of the water or, you know, anything. So I think this is a, a level of vibration that right now the collective consciousness on the whole can adhere to. Uh, they go, this is something I can do. And as far out there as it can take you, unless you're able to reground it, it's not going to be worth very much to you because I think we've all seen kind of people who have taken it woo-woo-wooey and don't come across as very grounded or can't explain it. There are other people who are so concretized and so fixed that even when they have this incredible experience or journey or vision quest, they don't activate it. I think the experience is one thing, but the activation through the action you take is what manifests it to higher and higher levels in your world. And that you brought an important part of uh, grounding experience, making it your own. Right. Because I know in my beginning, years back when I started, um, you know, I was on that learning, oh, let me, let me read, let me whatever, um, as much as I could. But until I finally either got hands-on or made of my own, I mean, I looked at this crystal skull, and, you know, we had a one-to-one talk there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, oh, so this is what it is. So it's entering, you know, not taking everything from the, the head chakra. It's going back into the heart and balancing the two and grounding it. Absolutely. Heavens to earth. And, I, you know, one of my teachers once said the hardest road for a human being to take is from their heart to their head and back. And I think there's a lot of truth in that because certainly many people come from a societal realm, be that religious or political or familial, where when they start to branch out into different levels of perception, they might be made fun of or scorned or possibly ridiculed. And that's a very difficult barrier to break through if you want to hold on to your own sense of self. Um, on the other hand, you want there are people who don't want to be shaken from their fixed reality, who find it too difficult to break free of the I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but in the box that they hold themselves in. It's, it's, so they'd rather give their power to the shaman or the priest or the uh, doctor or the lawyer instead of assuming the accountability it takes to be able to perceive and navigate a conscious world where you are accepting the challenges that come to you and the mistakes you might make along the way. And I have certainly made many mistakes. Oh, I've done that too. I still do that <laughs> I, I'm a, I always say I'm a work in progress <laughs> you know I get it then I'm like oh gee you know I'm doing the same old stuff again but oh well, next we'll be back in a minute <laughs> okay
Bringing a more conscious lifestyle to your world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. The name is Bond, James Bond. No, the name is Joe, The Joe Show. And we are returning back for our ninth season here on Om Times Radio. So tune in every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. On OldTimes.com slash mobile, you can take us wherever you go. Yeah! This is Terry Van Horn, and I want to invite you to join me for my weekly radio show, Healing Light, on Own Times Radio, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Healing Light, we want to bring love, light, and blessings into your world. You can find out more about us at www.healinglightonline.com. Blessings. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. Free your mind. Expand your soul. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Back with Sandy Cochran, and one point in your book, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to start this off. Uh, on social media, people are are always looking uh, for an appropriate label or subject to fit themselves under. And in the last segment, you know, you discussed how it's important to experience the journey and to be yourself. But you have to find yourself. And just because you read something out there and says, oh, well, gee, that sounds good. You know, I'm from the Pilates. You need to maybe look up deeper. And this I wanted to bring into the experience of how you found your own star origins. Oh, so what's your question? <laughs> yeah, what's the question? I know, in 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> Let's condense it here. Um, no, I think you started off with, out of the blue, you had this sense of anxiety. Something's brewing that yes. you weren't able to pick up on. So you started looking, and different things started coming back to you. But this also... It, your uh, searching was kicked off by that sense of anxiety, wonderment. Well, I, think, I need to take another step forward, or well, I think for me, so many of the experiences that I've encountered, 
I don't want to use that they've been death because that sounds morbid, but I have had a lot of loss in my life and they have all always triggered new experiences. And I know what experience you're referencing and I'll get there in a minute. But um, one of the deaths I had to go to through is the death of reality as I knew it. And um, I had a wonderful, two wonderful mentors that helped me through that process through an organization called PEER. At the time, it was set up by Dr. John Mack and his uh, clinical assistant, Roberta Colasante. And they worked with people who had had very anomalous experiences and had no reference to explain the ontological things that were happening within them and to them. And to that degree, um, I began to have panic attacks. Um, I never knew what brought them on, but there was always a high level of anxiety. And it, for some reason for me, always drew me back to nighttime and the stars. And what developed uh, one night was actual beings being in my room, waking me up and telling me that the planet Earth and all the planets in our current solar system were ascending to a new level of consciousness and that there were many of us on Earth that had experienced or come from other star systems and were embodying physical Earth bodies and that was because every being in existence was energy. Energy could always conform and transform and we were all multi and extra dimensional levels of consciousness. And um, in the process of being horrified and scared and thinking I was going crazy uh, and watching my daughter literally float down the hall, uh, my second daughter at that point, um, I really did not know what to do with it, but I was very aware that the panic attacks were triggered by this circumstance happening um, and that it I was probably aware on some level it was going to come into my consciousness at some point and that's what had triggered the preceding panic attacks. Um, doctors couldn't explain it. Um, medication didn't help it. I certainly was not crazy and anybody I worked with said that but they had no reference point until I met Dr. Mack who was also working with another a number of other people that were having similar circumstances. And what really cinched it for me was uh, back in 1998, I believe, Dr. Mack organized at the time um, a conference called the Star Wisdom Conference. And it was bringing together indigenous healers, scientists, neuroscientists, psychiatrists from around the world, quantum physicists, to discuss the anomalous experiences of um, what we would call UFOs. And at the, at one of the breakout rooms, I was listening to a panel group of experiences talk about their situation. And there was one man in particular who kept drawing my eye and he was making me very nervous. And what happened in, in the room was I had an experience of being on the ships with this particular person when we were children. I knew his name. I knew everything that was happening to us. I knew where he was from. Um, and I kind of left the room in shock and flurry. And what I didn't realize is Dr. Mack and Roberta had somebody follow me, but they couldn't find me. I had kind of escaped out to the porch where I bumped into Dr. Edgar Mitchell. And Edgar never said anything to me other than, um, I think you need a cigarette, and it gets kind of curious sometimes. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and at that point, um, I started, you know, I sought out Roberta. I started to work with them because this gentleman, who has since given me permission to at least use his first name. I used to call him Billy. His real name is Will. Um, he and I were telling Dr. Mack and Roberta at different points in our own sessions the exact same story, drawing the exact same pictures. Um, and so they had to take it to the committee at Harvard because that's where they were getting their funding to see if they could bring us together. And I really think that as 
awkward as coming together was to meet each other, it also solidified for both of us that neither one of us were crazy because how could two people have exactly the same experiences with the same names and et cetera, et cetera. So that was, that's when I stopped having to defend what I believe, um, fight about what I believe, um, feel embarrassed about what I believe. And, uh, Certainly in my travels around the world teaching, I have met many people from different cultures and religions and political affiliations that have spoken up and had very similar encounters, sightings, experiences. So there's either a lot of people that are crazy on the earth or, you know, eventually something will be revealed. This is why I wanted to bring this up, because I think this is um, a fragile subject yes. in the world because it has people experience and as she's pointing out, you know, oh, gee, am I crazy? You know, I've gone through that myself. Okay, where did that come from? Or, you know, why am I seeing this? But now that even you put that point in the book as part of your journey, you also give all right, there's organizations. I mean, these are very well-respected organizations. This is not uh, UFO files on right. TV. Right. So you bring credibility. And that's why something I wanted to stress of people who are curious about this and want to explore their own feelings, you know, you'd be able to contact, you know, contact you or else read their book. Well, and, and you know, there's a, everybody from the Catholic Church to every single country in the world has files and has people working on this project. And I think the reason why governments are still not disclosing is because it's going to tear down the system as we know it. Now, it doesn't have to be in a frightening way, but, you know, if we all come from the one or great mystery or the I am presence or God or, or whatever word you want to use for that, and if our own unique droplet of divinity while we're here is to expand and experience consciousness, then it makes sense to me that in a universe that is full of so many galaxies and planetary systems that there are other living energies that can impart wisdom to us and maybe of which we are part. I don't know. But my own experience tells me that if this many organizations are trying to hold back political, uh, governmental, religious, corporate, if they're trying to hold that back, at some point there's going to be a tipping point. And what I would like to not see is that there's some kind of false situation created to make people afraid so that they can be geared in a certain direction because I think if we can join the legions of light or the galactic federation without sounding like Star Wars and Star Trek I think that we have the potential to rise to such a higher experience of what we're meant to be as individuals within the expression of the one and I think that is a gift I don't think that's anything to be afraid of Yeah, I I totally agree with you I, when I say certain programs um some the some are i find hard to get aligned with but a lot of these programs that are on the media about the ancient civilizations or about um it or even like star wars you know the the awakening of the force these right. are all these little seeds being put into our consciousness to gently open our minds so you know all of a sudden it's like not oh my god you know the fear comes in i think we're being gradually desensitized i would agree with that i really would so um this is good and that that's why i really wanted to bring out you know in this before this segment's over <laughs> the, there's so much to talk about I wanted to bring out that because with all your background and all your experiences you're giving people a sense of credibility 
you know, no more of the woo-woo, you know, stuff going on here. No, this is all over the world being researched. You know, we're we're getting ready for to understand. So we're we won't hit some kind of panic. You know, and that that's mainly why, you know, I was trying to get that whole segment out. <laughs> Well, thank you. As you can see, I'm still a little nervous when I talk about it on the open air. Um, well, on this, I'm going to tell you, on this show, I mean, I talk to crystal skulls. So anybody that listens to me, <laughs> you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know a couple of weeks ago I was on Judge Norrie's show, and uh, I got some real blowback from people afterwards when they received my, you know, my website etc is given on a show like it will be on yours and I had some really hostile people uh, come out of nowhere and just so your audience knows I do not answer those emails I see oh, no reason fine. to defend well I'll be disappointed if anybody in my audience does that because you know <laughs> your conscious connection to a more mindful world Om Times Radio IOM FM with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, host of the Inspired Parenting radio show, where every week we bring you empowering information from the diverse fields of conscious parenting, education, neuroscience, consciousness, health, and metaphysics to support you in nurturing the best in your children. So if you're interested in understanding what shapes your children's minds, spirits, and hearts, join me every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and prepare to be inspired. Matt Connerton here. Join Jen Coffee and I twice a week for Matt Connerton Unleashed, a political talk show that's a little different than what you're used to. No liberal or conservative agenda here, just an honest dialogue about truth and how things really work in the world of politics. Matt Connerton Unleashed, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. The best of the holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. And to be honest, to be authentic, people do not realize um, how hard it is because you're opening yourself to the world, but it is to show others that, all right, maybe, you know, they have experiences that they don't understand and you're that lighthouse, you're showing uh putting you know some light on the path there that uh people can follow if they want to now tell us a little bit more about your website and how did you get the name star walker <laughs> i know i bring up these things <laughs> uh, i was uh doing ceremony uh a specific woman's ceremony that is given and in the ceremony that name came forward um, so I have used that name with different things that um, 
you know, I had a small store once, so I called it Starwalker. Um, my website is starwalkervisions.com. Um, I think the reason I chose that is because I want people, if they take nothing more from even this radio show, is to understand that you know, energy is always shifting. We have a choice as to what to do with that energy, and then we have to be accountable for the choice we made, good, bad, or indifferent. But if we could all realize we are celestial beings having a terrestrial experience, we might be more open to shifting our fears into higher levels of consciousness and awareness. So I use that not as a moniker when I'm out working or anything. I go by my regular name, but I use it to remind myself that um, I've had these experiences and I can continue to grow and have these experiences and take what I see as truth today and rearrange that with new information I might be given tomorrow so that I'm always uh, growing and trying to reach a better state of who I am as this human being. Um, So anyway, my website is starwalkervisions.com. You can find that very easily. If you Google it, it tells the different uh, workshops and sacred journeys that I offer year to year. I try and offer two sacred journeys a year to places like Egypt and Peru, etc., the uh, Federation of Damanhur in Italy. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I like the name because it, again, everybody has their choices and things, but once you start seeing things in more open perception, break that, the boundaries of patterns that you have, and take that one step and say, I've always thought, looking to the stars, you know, the, the, the vast unknown. And we're coming to the consciousness of we realize that there's more than what we see in front of our nose. So it has a very dreamy sound. You know, um, that's why I think it's kind of perfect, you know, for the work you do. And you have a CD out. Can you tell us a little bit about the soul Sold Out CD, S-O-U-L. Yeah, it's called Sold Out, play on words, S-O-U-L-E-D. Um, it's a series of meditations to kind of reform and renew. The first set of um, meditations, and they're to be done one at a time and not follow it up with another one for at least a week because they are really created so that you you continue to get something out of them as you think about what came up for you during the week. But the first one is called um, From the Outside In, The Soul's Envisioning, and that takes a couple of different things uh, under it into meditative form. Mostly all the meditations have um, scientific, epigenetic, shamanic explanations before them. And the second half is called From the Inside Out, and that's mainly working with the Andean Cosmovision, which if I was to put it into layman's terms would be more like Carl Jung's work around um, the subconscious, the conscious, and the higher consciousness, but from the perspective of the Andean mystical tradition, the indigenous tradition from which I learned in South America. Um, So again, each each meditation is to open up something new within the self and I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it so far so if any of your uh, listeners are interested there's different ways to purchase it. The mp3 is on Amazon and I hold the hard copy CD for those who want that. That's why, like I said, that's why I was so glad you came on because I think uh, what you're offering people are tools to work with, tools of journeying. And it's not you telling them what to do. You, you, you give them the guys, the outlines. Okay, now you do the work. Right. I'm here to help you. And that's where the facilitators. And Santa has quite a background. You know, she's just not indigenous. I mean, she has quite a background. <laughs> I know I'm not going to embarrass her, but go to her site 
you know, and really check out her biography and her book because it is, if people are wanting to start someplace, this book is a, a good place to start. And I seriously mean that because it's, uh, she's very authentic and she walks the walk. You know, she she's gone through the highs and the lows, so it's not something that she's read in a book and said, "Okay, well, let me adjust it to my own journey." Now she went through the pitfalls. <laughs> so I've you know, being authentic is really really important, and authentic people that I meet, I definitely like to bring out because um, I trust them to share the knowledge with you. So what are you going to be up to? Or is just work keeping you busy or? My private practice keeps me pretty busy, but I teach regular workshops throughout the year on um, for opening your perception through shamanic teachings. I do a lot of work with the dream time. Uh, I will be teaching in London in June and um, then bringing a group to the Federation of Damanhur in Italy in late September. And the following spring, I'll be taking another group back to Egypt, which is probably the trip of a lifetime. I'll be co-teaching that with another uh, woman from the West Coast. So there are many opportunities to be in touch if that's something. I, I do Thoth Tarot readings, and a lot of people, I work with people from around the world who want a tarot reading. It's a very specific form of reading that I do. There's just a lot of different ways if you want to access me or information for you that you can do that. So don't hesitate to write me an email. You can get that address off the website. Well, I'm curious about the trip to Egypt. I never associate Egypt with shamanic awakening. Egypt is a pretty spectacular place. I mean, there's a lot of rumors, uh, you know, was it the remnants from Atlantis that all of a sudden awakened that civilization? Did it occur from within? Was it from the star nations, like many in the Mayan and Andean traditions talk about? Um, whatever consciousness civilizations come to and how they came to that, I don't pretend to know, though I have different theories certainly of my own but Egypt is very shamanic and um, no I thought that was interesting because not many people uh, they, they think shamanic they think okay indigenous and um, that's why I wanted you to bring that out because that, that opens a whole new perspective on this trip that you're taking you know it's sort of like no boundaries. Um, okay, let's go and explore and see what's going to come up. Yeah, and some of those megalithic sites that are there are just awe-inspiring. And the in Egypt, they call it the Netaru, the gods and goddesses. And they're just different aspects of the one god. But the gods and goddesses that are called the Netaru, some of them are actually really still palpable and accessible in some of those temples. So it's it's really quite extraordinary. That sounds very uh, interesting. Now, before we leave, can you tell us a little bit about where you're going in Italy? I'm not familiar with that at all. Damanhur is a federation outside of Torino, outside of Turin, Italy. That's been in place since about 1972 or three. Um, you know, there's both sides of the argument. However, this is a community where the people who have come together have to have a spiritual practice, have to ha have a creative art, have to have an intellectual understanding of a certain topic, have to be politically involved and have to be involved in the communities surrounding the valley, you know, like nurses or EMTs or, or the like. So it's a very dedicated community that has built extraordinary um, labyrinths and temples and done work with trees where even people like Stephen Halpern have played with the music of the trees that they do there. One of the most incredible things they've built is the underground temple of humankind which is built um, almost like a three-dimensional book uh, 
contacting the elements and the elementals and the higher consciousness and uh, other planetary systems. Everything done in stained glass and mosaics and art. It's it's quite extraordinary. Yeah, I've never heard of that. You know, I appreciate later if you send me a link. I absolutely will. <laughs> because I've, I mean, that sounds, you know, I don't travel, but if I did, I'd be right on board there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds no. It sounds absolutely fascinating. So, I think I'm hearing music in the background. It's going to be yep. I want to tell you thank you very very much for this opportunity. It's gone way too fast, but I've enjoyed it tremendously. And I hope we've you know we've got out some points that uh, maybe you didn't want to bring up. I think it's really really important. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, please check out her book. Shamanic Awakening and Sandy's site. You won't be disappointed. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you so much. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.